2: No purchase necessary. Void we're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is David Marler, UFO researcher, and you're listening to That UFO Podcast. Folks, at the start of this year, I got a bit of a health scare, and it kick-started me to getting fitter, healthier, and generally looking after myself better. A healthier breakfast was high on my priority list, and it should be for you too. Magic Spoon is the perfect way to get in your morning protein, eating cereal that tastes like it did when you were a kid, without all the bad stuff. I can promise you there is nothing unidentified in this cereal. The variety pack has four flavours, including cocoa, fruity, frosted and peanut butter. This pack has 0 grams of sugar, 13-14 to grams of protein and only 4 net grams of carbs. There are only 140 calories per serving, it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free free and low carb. It's delicious but super healthy cereal that really brings joy to your mornings, afternoons or actually any time of day. Go to magicspoon.com forward slash that UFO to grab a variety pack and try it today. Be sure to use our promo code that UFO at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if for any reason you don't like it, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember to get your delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com forward slash that UFO and use that code that ufo to save five dollars off thank you magic spoon for sponsoring this episode hi everyone and welcome back to that ufo podcast my name is andy and joining me on the podcast are the owners of the international ufo congress for 2022 it's 31st year i have alejandro rojas and karen brard uh welcome both of you to the podcast
0: hello thanks hello glad to be here
2: Good to have you both on uh, Alejandro personally it's the first time I've got to speak to you uh, as well as Karen and um, but I used to listen to open minds back in the day and long before I had ideas of even starting my own podcast so <laughs> thanks for for trailblazing the way uh, as I'm sure you Great. have for many many others.
0: My pleasure it's always wonderful to hear from people who uh, enjoyed the podcast.
2: Absolutely. I remember your, your chats with yourself and Martin Willis used to be my, my go-to when my wife would have her reality TV on in the background. <laughs> I would put the headphones in, so it was a, a saving grace, I promise you. Uh, it was and reality
1: actually, TV to me.
2: Oh, well, yeah, I suppose <laughs> it was. It right was, over the yeah.
1: the way.
2: Listen, I, I wish my wife was as understanding as you are about the UFO topic, Karen. You've really got yourself involved as we're about to discuss, and I believe this is your, your sixth year, Karen, owning the event. Is that right?
1: yeah since 2017 and uh we had an a live event in 2018 and 2019 and then covid struck so the last 2 years it's been online only so this is our first venture back out into you know a live event and we did wait quite a while and I did want to get one in this year so it could be an annual event um so we just didn't have as much time to prepare this year cuz i just wanted to make sure covid was you know out of the way for the most part so So we're doing another one. So we only have a couple of weeks to go. Well,
2: that's that's going to be special, having everyone back in person. And it was great when I remember doing some promotion last year for Contact in the Desert. And again, it was virtual and you've got all these great speakers. And a lot of these events went online. But you do miss that human element, don't you? Even if you're watching it virtually because you can't travel from around the globe just to see an audience in the room helps with the atmosphere and you know just that uniqueness of the event so that that Mm -hmm. must be something you're really looking forward to
1: yeah it is nice to you know be able to see your friends give them a hug but the good thing about our uh, virtual um, conference is we do have an app uh, it's called hoova and in that app it allows you to interact with everybody that's either there in person or at home so you can chat with each other you can even do little virtual meetups and meet people on camera so there's a lot it makes it a little bit better you know a little bit closer to being there
2: well that's awesome um Alejandro let me ask first off how are those preparations coming along then like Karen says we're in our final weeks now before the event
0: Uh, she would know better I'm focused on other stuff uh but helping her as I can but it sounds like it's coming along well
1: yeah we have um all our speakers booked um uh they're very excited and uh yeah it's all it's coming it's coming along we've got some great events in there too uh, along with our banquets and our film festival, we're having a trivia night. And for the first time, we're having a, a Halloween costume party. So, a lot of fun events for people to do. And it has a great bar and an outdoor swimming pool. And it still will be warm here. So, you could still swim here and a great big jacuzzi, too. So, uh, it's going to be fun. It's a new event, a new venue for this event this year. Um, it's very pretty. And I think people r- really enjoy it.
2: Well, the venue, and I'll get this correct, is the Sheraton at Wrigleyville West. Uh, the mm-hmm. event's being held in Phoenix, Arizona from the 12th to the 16th of October. Actually,
1: it's Mesa, Arizona, so it's what the Sheraton at Mesa Hotel.
2: Yeah. Ah, okay um I, not knowing the area i take it that's important because people will just travel to phoenix and they're going to be some ways away from it i'm sure it's a big area so yeah that, that's a good one i'm going to put all the details within the link to the podcast as well folks if you are planning on attending you can click on that and check out the website ufocongress.com as well for that information Um, you mentioned importantly the guests and that's what people are largely going to be going there for other than the meetups and meeting new people with uh, those those common interests in the UFO subject. So let's get to the guests. Do you want to give a, a rundown of some of those speaking?
1: Sure. Um, you can help me if I forget any. Um, we're having Ben Hanson of UFO Witness. He's a good friend of ours um, and also uh, has a show. Uh, yeah, the UFO Witness show. And But he's also a friend of ours who used to be in the FBI. Um, and uh, he's very interested in this whole subject. has been doing it for about 10 years. Um, and he's going to share some, uh, something new that he's done. He just finished his master's and his thesis was on preparedness. What would happen? What would be the impact of an outside, um, extraterrestrial visitation or attack from another place? So that's part of his, uh, his thesis was on that for, um, preparedness. Um, let's see who else do we have. Um,
0: do you have a list there? I mean, yeah, I'm not. Well, sure. we have
1: James Fox, and he's going to be doing a screening of his new film, The uh, Moment of Contact, and that's about the um, Brazil, how do you say that?
0: Virginia. Var- Virginia. Virginia, or yes. Virginia, I think yeah. they say. Yeah.
1: About that, uh, when there was supposedly a landing of some craft yeah, and so some beings came A out. sighting, and, and some
0: kids mm-hmm. saw a being, uh, which the fire Uh, local fire came and picked up and allegedly the fireman who held the thing uh, died of radiation poisoning eventually. So uh, I guess he's been able to talk to first-hand witnesses to to verify this story. So it ought to be an interesting movie.
2: I'll just say I've got an advanced screening of Moment of Contact and I won't be saying anything about it till after it's come out, but I'm sure people are going to enjoy that ahead of time. But that's all I'll say for now. (laughs) Cool. Okay.
1: Uh, Also, Micah Hanks He's a a friend of ours from North Carolina. He's a researcher and he does, he's written a couple books. Um, He's part of the Debrief, which is a online news, UFO news uh, podcast and site for news and written journalism as well. David, you want to talk about David Marler?
0: Oh yeah, David Marler, one of my favorite researchers. Uh, David is going to be talking about a very... So he ran across some cases. Of course, he's a very kind of conservative researcher, kind of like I am, nuts and bolts type of stuff. But one of the things he's going to be talking about is these cases he ran across with physical effects. So,
1: And he's also going to uh, mostly talk about his archive and the importance of historical research. Um, he's got one of the, what, the biggest collections yeah. of UFO artifacts in the world. He
2: does, and Not I remember he just he had just acquired that, yeah, when I last, I interviewed David last year, and he just got a hold of the archive at the time and was digitizing it, which is no mean feat, uh, so that's what I'm very much looking forward to, yep.
1: Yeah, and then we have Dr. Michael Masters, he's actually a biological anthropologist from um, Montana Tech, and he's written a second book about, along the theory that uh, the aliens that have people have reported seeing and maybe being abducted by could be, humans that have traveled back from the future and they're coming back to check us out and do research and see how you know how maybe they could avoid becoming like they are so he's um gonna join us for the second time and he's a great speaker
2: yes and that's the extra tempestrial model i believe is the book yes, we spoke exactly. to dr masters about that a few months ago so always yeah. a great speaker lovely guy as well yeah
1: yeah. Um, Yvonne Smith, she will be doing a talk about what she does, which is she does regression hypnosis uh, for people who have been abducted. So she's going to talk about that and actually have a, some, um maybe a couple of witnesses come on and talk about their experience. She joins us every year. And as well, she leads the experiencer groups, which uh, if you're here in person, uh, we have groups where if you want to come and share a story or just come and listen to other people's stories of encounters, um, you're free to do that. And it's in a, a private, um, anonymous or not anonymous, but uh, just the word I want. When you can't tell anybody. Like Conf- private, confidential. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not recorded, yeah. anything like that. So, yeah, safe space for people to talk and share their experiences. So she leads those as well.
2: That sounds awesome. And all of those guests you've mentioned, except Yvonne, I've interviewed on the podcast. If people want to hear a little bit about those backgrounds, you can go and check those interviews out. But Yvonne is certainly a name I've just written down to have a chat with as well, because that sounds very interesting.
0: Um, Sure, yeah. Another speaker, of course, will be Bryce Zabel. Um, His podcast with uh, uh, Ross Coltart, Need to Know, has become very popular um, so we've, uh, we've had, in fact, I think we're one of the first people to have Bryce at the International UFO Congress when we were running it with open minds. Um, and he's, uh, always very entertaining. So he is a key, uh, key point pro. So he always has very exciting PowerPoints mm-hmm. that he does. So, uh, it'll be really interesting to talk to him because of course he's been up to date on all the latest yeah, news and has an interesting perspective.
1: He's a director, a writer. He's got things coming out, a movie that's going to get filmed next uh, year in Europe. So he's really excited about that. And then uh, our next speaker, I'm going to read this so I don't get it wrong. Um, John no, cool. Ramirez, he was uh, he served from 2000 and, or 1984 to 2009 in the CIA Directorate of Science and Technology, the Directorate of Intelligence and the ODNI National Counterproliferation Center. And uh, he was working in the he was the chief of electronic intelligence analysis branch and the electronic intelligence laboratory at the CIA during a period when the intelligence community was investigating the light orb phenomena in the years preceding OSAP. So uh, that's pretty exciting that he's going to share with us what he what he experienced and what he was studying there that has, to my knowledge, not anything that's really been out in the public yet.
0: And then he's also going to give some insight on recent legislation Um, that, of course, is really exciting uh, as far as, well, pending legislation by the Congress. Um, He's going to kind of give his own take on all of that, which ought to be great.
2: John's a wonderful speaker. And again, he's been on the podcast. And when he's done any of the podcasts he's been on, he draws a fantastic audience to it. And he's, he's just a great character. People love to listen to him. And Karen, you read out just some of his background there. And it's fascinating just the the departments he's worked in and the projects he's also been involved in as well. Let me ask, because there's a whole load more speakers attached to that. And I I would encourage folks to go to to ufocongress.com to check those out as well. But just looking at some of those names, I'll name Travis Walton, Brian Bender, James Fox, Ben Hansen, just to name a few. It shows a real mix of backgrounds and personalities. And I think that change is now happening in these sorts of events. Did you feel it time to reflect the changing audience in the UFO subject, moving away from a very similar conversation to journalists, scientists, directors, and others like that?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I'm a board member for the Scientific Coalition for UAP Research, and that's the world that I've been living in, is working with uh, scientists, um, you know, people from D.C., whether that be government or politicians. Um, and a lot of mainstream people that are getting into this topic. And so it is a brand new venue, and they bring something totally different, Um, but in some ways a little bit the same. And I guess what I mean by that is, you know, John Ramirez is uh, giving us insight that we didn't have previously, you know, as a government insider, but he's talking about topics that are kind of strange that, uh, you know, and things we haven't heard about before. So like this uh, program where they looked into these orbs, or you know his professional insight into uh, the secrecy and uh, you know this bill and and what it means. There's a lot of nuance, and I think that gets lost. <laughs> I was in a Twitter debate yesterday where it's kind of you know the debate is is this real? Isn't this real? Well, typically that's not enough. The conversation has a lot more components to it than just that. So it's much more complicated than just saying A or B. Um, And you need to get into those details in order to be effective in pushing the uh, issue forward or, you know, understanding the nuance to be able to maneuver and navigate around some of these complicated institutions that are now now getting involved that weren't involved previously. So uh, I think that's where I get frustrated. It's like, no, guys, this is a lot more complicated than that. You know, we need to know how to play the game. If we're going to play the game, Um, you don't just pick up the football and run and, get A touchdown game over, it's a lot more complicated than that. So, um, that's what I think is wonderful. Brian Bender, you know, always he's very embedded in the industrial uh defense complex. Mm -hmm. You know, he spends all of his time in DC or at these uh conventions hanging out with generals, and he knows everyone. Yeah, he knows everyone. The exact type of just call up a
1: senator if he has
0: a question, it's so great. So being able to hear from him, kind of the inside baseball, what he's hearing, how people are really reacting to this, I think is really important. And a lot of the UFO community shuts that out because they think they know, but they know nothing. You know, if you're not Mm -hmm. in that environment on a regular basis, like some of these people coming out and talking, you know, you really don't know that nuance. So we need to humble ourselves a lot of times and sit down and listen to these people that are coming out of the ward work right now, because they're going to be able to guide us to have more success than we've had in the past and the success that we've gotten to date are exact those, those kind of people like Chris Mellon, who, you know, is have worked in those environments and knew how to navigate all of this and is doing that currently, you know, those are the people we need to listen to and take their lead from.
1: Right. Because I mean, it wouldn't was, if it wasn't for Brian Bender who actually had an article on the same day as the New York times, by the way, people don't always know that. If it wasn't for people like them, these stories wouldn't have come out. And Brian keeps coming out with stories. In fact, I think one of his stories that he was asking, "Hey, what's going to happen? This deadline's coming up." Like the very next day, they've set the date for a hearing in public. And I think it had to do with Brian's article. He's kind of pushing the um, pushing this along as, as well. I don't. I think that they really were like, "Oh crap, Politico's calling us out. What are we going to say? We got to get. we we have a deadline to do something." So they had a hearing. So I mean, that's great too. And other. Journalists, I think, are getting on board and they're seeing that they're getting so much attention that they want to be part of this and they can now without, you know, without being ridiculed and being taken seriously. So that's great. And as a matter of fact, Brian's working on having maybe a special thing to happen at the conference, if we can get it going. So that'll be something new and uh, from some government official. So we're working on that.
2: Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Day to day, life comes at you fast. And like anyone... I can get stuck focusing on problems rather than looking for solutions, whether that's in my professional nine to five, on the podcast, or even just as a parent. It can be tough to train your brain to think differently, but it is possible. There is no better time to start making a change than today. And when you finally learn to find your own solutions, there is no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish those goals you've been struggling to. For many, using BetterHelp has allowed them to unload stress, heal emotional scars, or even help with anxiety and depression. For me, the flexibility of being able to access online help through messaging on the app or even voice or video calls is a win, not to mention it's convenient and affordable. All you need to do is fill in a very brief survey and BetterHelp will match you with a therapist that suits your needs. You can of course swap your therapist at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash that UFO today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com forward slash that UFO. It's been a tough few years for many of us juggling a lot that life has thrown our way. As someone with a young family, finances have never been more important, especially with the soaring cost of living day to day. That's where Credit.com can help. There is a way you can begin to take back some control of your financial situation. Extra Credit is a product from Credit.com that gives you unmatched credit coverage. You might have checked your credit score on a free app then when trying to make a purchase on credit, like a car, found it wasn't quite what you expected. Extra Credit from Credit.com gives you access to all 28 FICO scores to see exactly what lenders will see. Extra Credit not only gives you access to those 28 FICO scores, but also helps guard your identity with $1 million ID insurance, dark web scans, and data breach alerts. Plus, you can get cash rewards for selecting personalised offers. As someone who as a student racked up a lot of debt, I can relate to having to rebuild my credit score as an adult. There's no better time to do this than now the past can't be changed but you can begin to rebuild your future today to sign up for extra credit go to credit.com forward slash that ufo and get started there to sweeten the deal you can even get the first seven days absolutely free it's just $24.99 plus tax a month after the free trial you can cancel any time so go check out extra credit today and start working on your credit goals That is exciting. And I would ask again, with those names and like you've both said, do you expect a different set of eyes to be on events like this from the outside? Do you expect parts of the mainstream media, uh, journalists, politicians uh, on, you know, potentially from the UK, the US to be looking at events like this with those kinds of, of serious names attached?
1: Well, we do know that they walked, we looked at the last SCU conference. Why don't you tell them about that?
2: Well,
0: uh, to answer your question, I think that journalists, um, at least we've always had a great relationship with local journalists and some international journalists, me in particular, The Sun. I know them quite a bit. They show up at a lot of events uh, and follow us. And, and so, I mean, I, they'll be showing up, but I don't think they typically get in the weeds so much. So they don't know what to expect. Um, I think that they see that there's more credible stuff, so maybe they're a little more excited, uh, but I think they come with a very open mind. That's why it's very important to provide journalists with credible information. A lot of people in this field think there's a conspiracy and we wonder, you know, hey, when we brought you that uh, experiencer, why didn't you cover that and take us seriously? That's too much for them. You know, That's that's difficult for them to take something like that seriously without uh, them feeling like they're hurting their credibility, which is important to them. So you need the baby steps. You need to t- have them talk to the Ramirezes, the benders, the people that speak their language and bring more credibility to the story, and then they'll cover it in a straight way. So I, I think it'll benefit in that we have more of those types there that, that to speak to them, and I think that helps and, and takes things a long way. Um, but then, you know, and some of these people, like even Ramirez, gets pretty fringe, uh, he he does state now these are my personal beliefs. I don't know. I can't prove them. And he'll go on to say, I think he even talks about Roswell and other things. So I think that's really eye opening for the media, and that allows them uh, a little more to be able to talk to that. But uh, what she was mentioning at the SCU is that it really felt more like a, a defense um, government kind of you know conference. In that, uh, you know, you go to these defense conferences and you have. Uh, you have corporations and you have nonprofits, NGOs uh, working with government agencies. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we had. We had uh, representatives from Space Force, uh, mm-hmm. other representatives from intelligence, uh, people who formerly worked on these intelligence programs uh, on this topic. And of course, SCU is made up of people like uh, Eric mm-hmm. Davis and Hal Putoff and, and Travis Taylor, who are these scientists who are already kind of uh, we know working on these government programs. So it, it, it's definitely at another level where now it's kind of uh, more of that agencies intermingling and talking with our scientists. And what's most exciting is that those conversations now can result in some action, some actual organization and some work and some funds being uh, given from the government on, on taking action on some of these items.
1: And it, I just want to add, at that conference, it was—it's very exhilarating to be around other really intelligent people, scientists who who've seen this evidence firsthand and are so open-minded and, and um, willing to listen and talk about things on a serious level.
2: Are you finding it now in twenty twenty two easier to attract those types of people to come to events like this and be speakers?
1: Uh, well, everybody—I mean, we've never had any trouble getting speakers for sure. Um, well, like you're saying, I, there's still some speakers that want to speak and they're not quite there yet because um, they just, you know, they just want to make sure that they're because of their profession and, and their position and their reputation. Um, but it's getting better. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's people that have spoken. I mean, like Brian Bender, like, you know, Politico has allowed him to do this and um, he's gotten used to it. And, you know, that wouldn't have happened.
0: Yeah, he helps a lot because, you know, the credibility of, of his role and, and Politico, um, you know, for instance, we've been trying to get Fife Symington to, to come and, and speak at the Congress for many years and haven't been able to. Brian gives him a, a call up last year mm-hmm. and he's like, oh yeah, of course, I'll talk to you on camera for the Congress. Mm-hmm. So, so it allows, right <laughs> yeah, sitting right here in the, the virtual, uh, which are those videos available on YouTube yet? Yes. Yeah, so you could go to the UFO Congress YouTube. There's a subscription service and you can watch that. But you can watch Brian and Fife sitting where we are now Mm -hmm. discussing uh, UFOs. And, and, you know, of course, Fife Symington saw the Phoenix Light. So uh, people like Brian who are enthusiastic about this uh, help bring credibility. But, uh, yeah, to your point also, there's definitely more people coming forward. What I found really interesting in 2017 when people came forward – we were able to get Elizondo. I think we were the first to have Elizondo. Of course, it ended up being a recorded thing, which I think was good. He would have got swamped at an in person. But um, fortunate for me, uh, just because you know at Open Minds we covered things in a journalistic way, most of these insiders we talk to are familiar with Open Minds. So um, that goes a long way. That helps a lot too because. Uh, then they know our take. At least my take is a very serious take and that they can feel more comfortable um, talking with us.
1: Yeah. And, and Lou would have been at the conference. He just had a, a previous engagement, but he really wanted to make it. So yeah. And he couldn't have done that a few years ago. So,
2: do, do you both have any moments you're particularly looking forward to at this year's conference? Any highlights that you think are going to stand out for yourselves?
0: Mm. It's funny that you say that, (laughs) because a lot of times we've got something set up that is unique and different, um, where it's going to be really revelatory. I think that in this conference it will, of course, uh, James being there and being able to show his film... Is extremely exciting because most people haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. We'll have Randy Nickerson yeah. uh, to show his aerial film, and a lot of people haven't set, seen that. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward because it's a first in-person and just seeing a lot of people again uh, that we haven't seen for a long time. And that's a big deal. You know, When people are in-person, you get to spend a lot of time with same-thinking people. Um, and then it's also, fine. yeah, and get to know people. So, for mm-hmm. example, if you've never seen – Ramirez talk and you hear him talk and it's absolutely amazing and blows your mind. You can actually hang out with him afterwards, maybe mm-hmm. even go to dinner with him. Yeah, um, And that sort know. of thing is a lot of fun.
1: What I'm looking forward to is we're going to have a panel with uh, some of the aerial students now grown up. We're going to have Emily trim and Liesl um, and they're going to be talking with us from where they are on um, zoom set, but that's going to be live and that's going to be the first time that they've done that in front of an audience. So we're very excited about that.
2: That'll be good. I'll, I'll look forward to that as well. And again, I would love to attend one of these events, hopefully next year, if my wife lets me out of the UK. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that would be exciting. What do you both think the future holds for these events? What would you like to see when it's the 40th annual International UFO Congress?
1: Wow. Maybe we'll be giving excursions to uh, the Mars or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel... I feel like there's going to be a break, a complete break in events. I think some are going to be more spiritual and more focused on on those kind of things and then one is going to be end up more like spacecrafts and what did they see and when and dates and things like that because I feel like it's just kind of a big break now but then I think there'll be some in the middle. Like I think I think abductions are really important to study right now and I think the uh, um the phenomena of, um, ESP and that kind of thing is, is really important. So it's, it's, it's really difficult because it's, there's so much opposing, just like even on Twitter, even in the same topic, there's so much opposition. So I don't know. I kind of feel like there might be two set, two different sets of things happening. Maybe I'll have two different conferences. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I think that, you know, things just have gotten bigger, the, the percentages haven't changed, and I guess uh, too much. And what I mean by that is, you know, the SCU and the scientific end of thing has been a very small, small percentage of, of the people interested in this topic. Mm-hmm. And it's burgeoning. We're getting tons more scientists and, and uh you know, engineers and incredible people that are helping out. Mm-hmm. However, and
1: politicians. Uh,
0: it's still just a fraction of the community overall. And mm-hmm. some of the evidence of that is you look at UFO Twitter and, and you know, I sorry, I, I, I love a lot of you guys out there, but you're just not getting it. They're just still the, not looking into kind of the more, I think it's just kind of a ego thing that we more know more than you. And they're not listening to mainstream people and politicians and who are get who, and what they're saying uh, everybody wants Roswell UFO and the aliens right now, and that's not going to happen. But what is going to happen is moving towards more understanding. Um, and if something like that exists, you know, we'll inch towards something like that. But we've got to do it smart. We've got to not be ham fisted about it and be a little bit more intelligent about it. So,
1: and, I mean, and investigate what's happening right now. Get so, money behind that. You know.
0: So you have, you know, kind of the very fringe, which is huge, like ancient aliens. And um, I'll, I'll be filming them with them next week, so I can't bash ancient aliens too much. But that is <laughs> more fringy, you know, less, more speculative. Yeah. And sure. that area is always huge. So that will probably continue to be a huge area. But what's great about the UFO Congress is I think it kind of bridges both sides, you know. Uh, we have people like Yvonne Smith who have been investigating experiencer sightings her entire life you know, right next to a a Ramirez or or a Bender who are much more, um, you know, mainstream. So uh, I think that that's what's great about the Congress. And I think as far as the future, we'll see, you know, how much people want to, uh, how many people want to be in that middle ground kind of area. Uh,
2: And the name of the event is the International UFO Congress. So if you ever want to host it in the UK, you know, outside of the US, I'm sure there's an audience that would travel for that as well.
0: I love that. I love (laughs) The UK has been a huge audience for us at Open Minds yeah. and you know what some of my favorite researchers are uh, are the UK and of course with this Calvine stuff that's happened lately some of the UK researchers have been doing some amazing research so that would be fun
2: they have, and they're all friends of mine as well and part of UAP media. So very yeah, big shout great. out to them for the work they're doing. Like, boots on the ground stuff, like Karen, you're saying, like investigating now and doing that work and, and that is still happening. So yeah, big shout out to those guys. Um, Listen, just before we wrap up, there are tickets still available for in-person and virtual. What do you both want to say to people in terms of anyone who might be on the fence of, ah, oh, do I spring for a ticket? Do I go virtual? Yeah, I
1: mean, I think you'll have a great time. Everybody always does. Um, you'll meet people that you can continue um, to interact with. So, you know, if you feel sort of out there and you believe in it, but none of your friends do or your family come to one of the conferences or, or at least buy a virtual ticket and get in there on the Whova app and interact with other people and you'll have a great time. And I have a coupon code UFOANDY, all caps, and you can save $30 on a multi-day in-person ticket or a virtual ticket. So there you go. There's a reason yeah. to do it.
0: And what you get with it. So with the virtual ticket, you get access to the Hoover app. So you mm-hmm. can watch the events live. Mm-hmm. You can ask questions and we'll ask the speaker those questions while it's happening live. If you miss the event uh, and you don't see mm-hmm. it live, you can pop in there and watch it at any time. And For up back three weeks. Yeah, you'll have access to the app for three weeks where you'll be able to watch the lectures. I know some of you are nerdy enough like me where you'll want to watch them several times and take notes and you'll be able to do that. So you get a really great interactive experience, and then if you're there in person, you get the Whova app. But then, of course, you get the advantage of meeting everybody in person, Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much priceless because you really have all their
1: contact information on the app after you meet them.
0: And you really have a chance, whether you want to or not, you know, um, to interact with all of these speakers and and people that are like minded. And of course, people do want that experience, but um, it's a great experience because you just get to meet so many people, and a lot of people sometimes meet a researcher they kind of snickered at or didn't like very much and all of a sudden they're in love with this person because they're just a great person and they're hitting it off and it's really mind expanding for people in that way so uh there's a lot you get either way
2: no that's really good to hear especially for that virtual experience i know i've got a lot of people in the uk that can't make out the flights and all that kind of stuff as well and if you're in the us and you're not able to travel but it sounds like you get so much with that virtual experience that you get to speak to people like you say that's a big part of it karen so very exciting and folks already this will be really straight away um, this audio and video however if you are on any form of social media Just like and share the post promoting the conference. Remember, there isn't the opportunity, like Karen said, if you type UFO Andy all caps, in at checkout, you'll save $30 off those tickets. But I will, by the end of September, give away one of those virtual tickets too. And I'll get in touch with Karen and Alejandro to arrange that. So just make sure you like and share the post, folks. As simple as that. And yeah, you can win a ticket to the event. So both of you, I'd like to say thank you very much for taking time to join me. I'm sure you're very busy with only a few weeks now until the event. It is the International UFO Congress 2022 and it's 31st year from the 12th of October to the 16th of October. And again, once again, thank you very much for joining me.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. Baroque and quite steampunk, like Alice was playing base for the parliament. Of fuck. The little fucker hovered right outside of my window, and when I shut out the screen, he made it an issue. I don't think he expected me to see his ass, but I'd had some champagne and smoked a little Meditative game is fateful on men. I can't imagine how it could have been any better. I got to the top of the stairs and there he was. Like you awake, I was about to abduct you, cuz I jumped back and nearly kissed myself. and I climbed out the window after the elf. And I woke up in my bed and there was something on my head, and everything was weird, and everything I out up my boys, they thought this was noise, they thought it was a dream, they thought it was my toys, they thought it was my problems, and
0: they think I just seek
2: me. and I don't know what it is, because it doesn't really scare me. If you
0: really want to know who I think they'd be against you and me, and us and we, and him and her and that and she, and that thing over there, and what's that, James.
1: consider your life...
2: Did you know that podcast advertising is way more effective than display advertising? With 67% of listeners remembering brands and 63% making a purchase after hearing them. Whether you want to diversify your ad spend, add a new marketing stream, or test out podcast ads, Zencaster's creator network makes it easy for brands to connect with podcasters. Zencaster's mission is to make podcast advertisements as easy and accessible to business owners as Google or Facebook red ads like this are the most effective form of podcast advertising. Zencaster works with podcasters to help create unique to them ad spots that create brand awareness and conversion. Zencaster's creator network is the perfect place for you to get into podcast ads and sponsor your favorite creators like me. That's the number one. Or click the link in the description and fill out the contact information so Zencaster can help you bring your business story to life.
1: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that
1: case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh oh oh! O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability.